Yes, people, Albert JTV is back yet again for another Euro 2020 preview. It's the big one. Another semi-final. Two back-to-back. Two, another European Championship semi-final. A long way. But before we get into it, people, let's hit the intro. Yes, people, welcome back again. Live preview time. It's the big one in a couple of days' time, man. As me and Souls keep saying, we're never sure how long we're going to be doing England content for, but we're, 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 the mighty lines are still in the tournament, so we're happy. Big up to the people in the chat already. As I always say, this will go out on my Spotify and anchor to the audio listeners. And my Twitter and Instagram is going below the bottom of the screen and the top of the screen to double make sure. But um, Souls, welcome aboard again, bruv. The big one's coming soon, mate. I know, I know. It's not long. It's um, literally Wednesday. The fate is all on one day to see whether we can finally get to a major tournament final. And um, yeah, man, hopefully it's coming home. Um, I do believe it will. Uh, bring on Italy, bring on Spain, whoever there is. Denmark, bring them on. We've got this. <laughs> the optimism is... Is palpable people, yeah. But, um, as I said, man, smash the like button if you haven't already. But with further ado, let's bring a special guest in, uh, Mike for Google League, my brother from Love and Mother. Bring in Mike. How we doing? All right, yeah, not bad, man. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate uh, it. Not, not to worry, uh, always, a, always a privilege, always a pleasure, mate. So, no, much appreciated, much love, Mike. And um, people follow my esteemed guests on their Twitter handles on the screen. Like I always say, don't think about it, just do it, people. But um, yeah, let's get straight into it. Um, sort of, Michael. I wanted to ask you really. Um, in terms of England, have you been surprised by what you've seen in terms of maybe the football they've they've played and the systems, or is it kind of what you expected in England to make this stage of the tournament? Um, I I had England to get out of the group, but then I I had England after going out of the group to get knocked out pretty much straight away. So I'm pleasantly surprised. Um. You know, some of the football has been very good. I didn't expect us to keep, you know, as many clean sheets as we has as well as we yeah, have sorry, as brilliant. well. Um, this this is a record now for England at a tournament as well. And I think, um, you know, one for for stats as well. I think the last time that England kept four clean sheets in their opening four games was uh, none other than was it nineteen sixty six when when something quite big happened. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> You know what, Mike, you, you, you kind of touched it, really. I think that's the one thing, if, if I'm being brutally honest, and I probably speak for a lot of England fans or who, people who follow England, is, I mean, seven clean sheets in a row, that's never happened before. As Sol's as, as alluded to yesterday, England hadn't won an opening group match in the European Championship. That, that's, a, that's a terrible start. I, I, I yeah. knew it was bad, but I didn't realise it was that bad. But there's many, as much as people want to talk about Southgate um for me he's done more than good um mm. and I can't say that about a lot of the other previous England managers if I'm being honest with you um 
And yeah, I, I, the, the defensive aspect has surprised me Im immensely because I don't know whether, Mike, I'll come back to you again. I don't know if it's because it comes back to the same thing with England over many, 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 many years. It's the expectation that maybe it's unrealistic. Um, you know, we still find fault in, you know, 4 nil win, but I think it's from a point of view where me and Souls and RJ were talking about in the watch-along, like, we, we want that it's, it's for the greater good of the team. We want them to do well. Yeah. We're not doing it deliberately to get to get likes and to people to start going crazy over tweets and all that sort of thing. So, mm -hmm. Mike, coming to you, what have you made of um, sort of Southgate more in this tournament as opposed to not just his time as England manager? I think he's done really well this tournament. I think he's followed it on nicely from reaching the semi-finals. Of course, you know, where we were... Um, we were narrowly edged out against Croatia and we've kind of come a long way since then um, in terms of the players that we're bringing through as well you know the likes of Jack Grealish coming through uh, Bukayo Saka of course little uh, star boy as well yeah, um, you know uh, there's a lot of real talent coming through um, and, and you know you can add that to, to some of the more experienced heads the likes of Harry Kane Harry Maguire that have been there and you know sort of seen the, a number of tournaments now as well no, well said. So I'm going to get you to get drop, drop in a question if you want to, Mike. But before that, I'm going to sort of post you. Mike, I want to ask you again. Um, so I'm not a major, major stats person as such. They do paint a reflection, but they're not everything. But looking at a sort of the passing accuracy and the possession and attempts at goal for the tournament for Denmark and England. And um, yeah. Denmark are 82% um, passing accuracy, possession-wise 54%. Um, attempts at goal 90 um, to England's wow. 37. Wow. Um, Massive difference. Yeah. 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 And um, England passing accuracy 87%. But I think that's more so to do with, how <laughs> can I put it nicely? The the the, the needless passing in, 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 the, in the defensive areas of the pitch, should I say. And then England with eight goals, Denmark have got 11. I think they're, I think, third or fourth best scorers in the tournament. So yeah. what do you make of sort of those stats and is that a reflection of what you've seen of England and Denmark? Um, I, re I really do rate Denmark as well. I think they've got some real, you know, top yeah. quality players. Of course, you look at Hoiberg, who we all know from the Premier League at Tottenham. Um, they've got the, the strikers at Dol uh, Dolberg as well. Yeah. We scored a couple of goals for them. He's, he's been really, really good and, and a bright spark. Um, so, you know, I, I am wary of Denmark. Um, and of course, they've got a lot to play for on the back of, you know, what happened on match day one with Christian Eriksen as well. So, that, you know, you, you see the togetherness that they've they've shown since that day, um, and of course, you know they, they had to come out and play that game. Remember as well, even though yeah. they, they, a lot of them didn't really want to, um, but they they sort of still made it. You know, or, or had to had to play that game at some point. So I think they were just quite you know because uh, because the, the game had already started and they were pretty much uh, sort of what fifty to sixty percent of the of the game being done. Then they thought they might as well just finish it off there and then, but. You know, of course, Kasper Schmeichel, great goalkeeper. Uh, Simon Kerr, really, really good centre-back as well. So, yeah, I'm a bit, bit wary of the, uh, the Danes, but I'm, you know, cautiously uh, optimistic as well that England can go on and get the job done. Yeah. So, I'm going to bring you in sort of to sort of to put it to you, really. Like, because I'm not a massive, massive stats person, but, yeah, a sort of total attempts at um, goal, that, that's quite a big difference, man. Um, 37 to 90. Um, we knew England was low anyway, but that this, that that needs to obviously kind of step up a bit on Wednesday. 
I, th- I think Southgate's adapted that, and I think as the tournament's gone on, we're starting to see a little bit more mm. uh, creative output from England. It was just the fact, and I, and I said it in the first of the few watch-alongs and reviews, that Foden and Mount simply do not work together. They need to be in separate teams, or it's got to be one or the other. The problem is it's just they're two central players, and yeah. they just kind of... I know Foden's played on the wing, but the way that sort of City play... They don't really clash with each other. Whereas within England, we were seeing it. There was no natural width being in that get in, in that sort of team. And then when he bought in Saka and then obviously Grealish and then wrote, kind of rotated the two, we started to see a little bit more advanced play. And especially when Saka or Grealish got on the ball, we started to see a little bit more um, someone taking the ball and making something happen. Sterling stopped dwelling on the ball too much and he's now actually thinking yeah. a lot quicker. And, and, and that's something which has come through the tournament. And Kane started looking. Ultimately, it's down to Kane and the sh- or the striker. It doesn't have to be Kane, but you know whoever the striker is to actually be in a position to receive the ball. The problem is Kane's played that deep role. Now, my, my people that understand football understand why I've criticised it so much because he doesn't need to do it. It's not like Spurs where they don't have any creative outlets, so no one's making chances happen. The problem is the ball's going out wide off of the back of a Kane pass, but yeah, Kane needs to be yeah, there. And, he's not there. Head, and that's the issue. Unless we're playing like a 4-4-2 where we've got two strikers, let's say Calvert-Lewin and Kane, then it's probably not too much of a big deal. So I think it's more down to the way that the way England play is why we've not created as many chances as maybe Denmark, where they've got two strikers. So even if one wanted to drop back or had to drop back to make an extra man in midfield, they've got a target man to still send the ball to. Hence why they've probably got 90 to 30. I'm not surprised because you're trying to create a chance for Sterling. You're very limited. You're not going to try and get him to head at every single cross. You're trying to whip him down low and try and get him to run onto them. And that's a part of why we've not, why the chances created stat is down. Even though we have created, but the problem is we get to that position and then we're having to, the problem is it's forced to go back because we can't. There's no point crossing when there's no one in the box, so that's a missed opportunity, and that's what I look at. And we've gotten into those opportunities, but we've we've had nowhere to pass to, and that's if we if we did have that, we'd probably be on ninety chance created as well. Yeah, so I look, yeah. at, it's a hard one to say because it is a phenomenal stat to have to be yeah, able to yeah. say that you're breaking teams that many times. It is good to say, and it's, it gives you a lot of confidence going into any game to say because the thing is, Denmark aren't one of the best teams in the tournament. So even like a Wales, for example, the, the difference in class isn't hugely different. Mm. And for them to go there and absolutely smoke yeah, them yeah, is it's a yeah. phenomenal thing for them. So um, it's good. But there's a reason why England haven't created as much. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. Yeah, I certainly when I was sort of sort of um, looking at them stats, I was like, wow, that's quite a vast. Um, but I, I, I get it, I get it. Um, Mike, before I come to you, mate, um, sort of, you know, the Denmark manager done very, very well. He's only he only he actually got the job in 2019 um, and was supposed to take over the manager at the time, but obviously the, the Euro 2020 got postponed, so. Though here he is, um, Kesper Hulmond. Um, sort of stats wise, I'm looking at it sort of history wise for England, Denmark. Denmark are ranked 10th in the FIFA rankings, if that means anything to people. Um, the last two times these times met, these two teams met, sorry, was in the Nations League. I think it was last year, the year before, England, England lost one 0 to Wembley. Christian 
Ericsson penalty and the 0-0 draw, which wasn't a great game to watch because I remember I figured the watch log for it is in Copenhagen or but it wasn't great. Um England 12 wins, five draws, and Denmark four wins in head to heads. Um, so Mike, coming on, I'm gonna get up a, a image of the two teams in their last game. Yeah. Um I think I wouldn't be shocked. I think Southgate will match um whatever what Denmark does personally. Um I don't think it will be a four, two, three, one formation. Would you agree with that? Or do you think he or do you, what do you think Southgate might do? I think that would work when you look at the, the formations as well. Um of course England have played the the back three or you know the, the back three with wing backs already in this tournament and it, and it's worked as well. Um it's a, a couple of games ago now, wasn't it? And yeah if you if you look at the midfield, I think you know Phillips and Rice will keep their place. I think they've both been very, very good uh, and, and solid really. Um and then yeah, in terms of the wing backs, I think um it'll probably be Kyle Walker coming into part of the back three and then you know, you'll probably see Kieran Trippier going up right wing back and then leave uh, Luke Shaw on the left. And you can't take Luke Shaw out because he's been one of the no, standout no left backs or players of the tournament in general. No, well said. Um, you know, like I said, I, I'm sort of looking at Denmark's side on paper, so I was coming to you, bruv. Um, you know what? It's I said it to you yesterday, um, sort of sort of seeing the Scandinavian teams play over the years. Um it's, it's quite a similar style to English football. Um, they've, defensively, they're very good. I'm sure they've given up less shots. They probably must have been the top two or three teams in the tournament with that. Um, and you can see why with Christiansen, Simon Kier and Vestergaard at the back with Schmeichel in goal. Um, you know, we've seen Christiansen sort of step into midfield, you know, not to stay as a defender or on the right of the three. So, and the left back for them, I can't pronounce his name um, properly, but he's been phenomenal in this tournament. Um They've got some players that can hurt England. Um, where do you think the key battle is going to be? Because before you answer that, I think the two boys in midfield for Denmark have been exceptional in Hoiberg and Delaney. Um, and I think Rice and Phillips are going to come up with probably their toughest task in the tournament, even more than Germany. What do you think? I think it's going to be Melia, or however you say it, and whoever ends up on the right-hand side for us, because he has been the heartbeat of that team in terms of bringing that ball forward. He is yeah. that sort of, um, not you, know, you can talk about quality difference, whatever, but he is that sort of Robertson, Taney, like style of player yeah. who is pivotal to the way they attack. And if we can kind of keep him quiet, the chances created should be limited. And yeah. I think that's going to be one of the key battles. I think you're right in the midfield. Thomas Delaney has had a very good tournament. And obviously, we know what Hoiberg can bring. He's he's one of those um, annoying players, should I say. <laughs> where, I was going to say something stronger, but, but guys, it's fine. Yeah, it's right, it's yeah right. it's like, he's an annoying one because... He's a pest. He's, he's, he's that little... Um, he gets away with dirty tackles, but like... It's good, it's good if you have him, but he's annoying when you're playing him. Yeah, I was going to um, say the same thing, yeah. yeah. And it's... Yeah. And I think that's 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 going to be a good battle. To the thing is, Denmark have been a surprise factor. I think in 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 the Euros, where no one truly thought they'd do this well, especially not without you know. Let's let's admit, like their key player in Ericsson, yeah. you know, Denmark don't have the sort of depth and strength of a England or a Germany or a France or a Portugal, where you know if they missed out on like Ericsson, for example, they're bringing in Greenish. Type yeah. player, it's very not small, like that. Very, very small nation, a pool of players. So, yeah. um, yeah, 
So it is going to be a different. I think they're the, they're the two battles. I think defensively we should be good. I think we should be able to contain their attack as long as we can keep those two components quiet. And um, especially that Mele, or wh however you say his name, yeah, um, very it, good. he's very he's good. the key to keep quiet though. That's that he's that he's he's that creative outlet. So if we want to limit the chances any to, to to begin with, let's not give them as many opportunities. You keep him quiet first. And I think that, yeah. for me, Walker needs to come out because he's a liability for me. And or, I think or, sorry, Souls, or if you do play Walker, you play as him a right of a three. You, do not play three. In a you know what I think? Yeah. I think what he's gonna do, he is gonna match them, but in a weird way. I think he, if Saka's fit, and I think he's hoping that Saka's fit, because mm. what he's gonna do is he's gonna play the four, two, three, one, and then make Saka shift into a five to, to defend. But then he's going to tell him to bomb forward as soon yeah. as we get the ball, and then Walker's going to fill in if he needs to. And I think that's the way he wants to play if if Saka's free. And then I think Foden's going to come in because Foden can offer you the width while Saka's defending, and then Foden can stay as that winger because he has done it more than Mount has. And for me, Mount's more of a number eight than a creative outlet yeah. that you want on the wing. Yeah. So um, that's that's how I would play. I don't think he'll bring Grealish into this game unless Saka's injured. Um, reason why I say that is because he needs defensive bodies. And unfortunately, that's the one area where Grealish tries, but he, he does it to, to a level. Like Once the ball goes past into, into our defensive half, he'll yeah. stop. And yeah. that's the problem. He'll press whilst it's in the attacking areas. But as soon as it goes past him, he's like, all right, yeah, whatever. I'll let them deal with it. And that it's not a flaw in this game, but it's just one of those things where he doesn't work as hard as a Southgate wants you to. So I, I, in a game like this, he's going to need that more, I think, than a creative player in his head anyway. And I think that's my thought process at the minute. No, good stuff, man. Great stuff. Um, so I was thinking of a question. Oh, people in the chat, actually, drop some questions if you can. We'll try it and get them in if we can. I just saw, uh, G just made a point there in regards to uh, Kieran Trippier um, and, and Kyle Walker. Um, I, you know, I think Kyle Walker will move into the back three and, yeah. and kind of play alongside Maguire and Stones. And then Kieran Trippier will come in at right back um, in, the, in, a, in a sort of match-up sort of system. Uh, that's the way that I see it. I don't know about you two. Yeah, I think it's an obvious call. Um, if you look at the way, if Southgate's not stupid, he would have, you know, you've, you've played the two games against Denmark in the Nations League um, within the last year or 18 months. You've definitely seen them play this tournament and they've been very, very good. Um, so I expect Trippier to come in. I expect Walker to play in the back three. Um, I said, you know what, I said, Mike, with the Ukraine game, I said to Souls that I expect... I expected two minimum changes, and it happened. Um, this one, I think there'll be a couple of changes again. Um, I think we've, it'll be either it'll be Grealish or Foden. And with the Saka Grealish thing, mm -hmm. I was quite surprised to see them both play when they played in the um, game against uh, the Czech German. Oh, sorry, the, the Czech Republic game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't think you'll see that combo necessarily. Definitely not as a start. Definitely not starting a game, but maybe you might bring one on. But I, I can't see where I can't see a situation where you'll have both Saka and Grealish. So Foden may come in on Wednesday. He may come in on Wednesday. I expect I expect two minimum changes personally. Well, Trippier is definitely going to be one of them. Yeah. 
So I don't know who the other one's going to be, but... I think that's harsh on Mason Mountner. I thought Mason Mountner had a very good game against the Ukraine. He got an assist uh, for Henderson's goal, the fourth goal as well. And I think that the fact he'd been out of the side for so long, dealing with the COVID issues like yeah. he was, um, yeah. I don't know whether Gareth Southgate will take Mason Mount out now that he's you know had 90 minutes under his belt. and or I don't know if he actually lasted the full 90, in fact, but as long as he had under his belt against the Ukraine and actually put in a, a solid performance. I think he might stick with Mason Mount and he's, then he's got Foden and Grealish on the bench to come on if need be. I'd agree, but if it's if it's a matchup of formations, Mount doesn't fit that system whatsoever. And I think he... It's unfortunate because will, I, I agree. Will, I do think play. he's a good, yeah. good player. He's played well, but in that 4-2-3-1 system is better for him than yeah. it is in a 3 or 5-3-2 from, or a 5 Two, three, sorry, uh, formation where he's having to be a winger. Um, it doesn't suit him. He's so he's one of those players who needs to run into the box late, like a Lampard esque player, and um, he'd, he'd just be a man making a number rather than a player who's going to make an impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but you know what it is. I think we've we said the Southgate, mm-hmm. Kane, Sterling, and I would actually put probably Mason Mount in that as well, where they will start. Yeah, irrespective of who they're playing against, they will start. Um, would I start Mount against um, Denmark? Um, if I want the players that I want to start, then no, not necessarily. No, I wouldn't. But um, I do agree with Souls. I do think I, I, I have a sneaky foe that may start. I do have a. I've, it's, a, it's a gut feeling. It's not. I don't have any. I don't have any intel. I don't have that. No, I don't have, I have that kind of weight. But <laughs> I, I have a sneaky that he he will start and Foden. But yeah. So we'll come back to you, um, Mike. I just want to sort of ask you about sort of what players for you. Are there any players for you in this England side in this tournament that have surprised you um, in terms of how well they performed or or how to how do you see it? How, who's performed well for you? Who stood out? Um, I'm trying to think of players that have surprised me. I think Luke Shaw surprised me um, at, at left back. You know, I think the fact he's been out of the fold for so long, he's come back in and he's, it's like he hasn't been away really, Luke Shaw. Um, he was got a couple of assists last game. I think he was in, involved in the goal or two of the game before against the Germans as well, I believe. Yeah. And, you know, I think he's come in and, and looked very good. Um, you know, I think you have to look at Harry Kane. Um, you know, now now that he's finding form, I think the last couple of games he's more of his old sort of self again, which yeah. can only only be good for England. Same as Raheem Sterling as well. Um, up there, I think he's almost golden boot for the tournament. I think Raheem near enough, isn't he? <laughs> he's got he's got three, isn't he? Room stay. He's got three, isn't he? Same as uh, same as Kane now. Then yeah, so the, the two of them are up there. Um, I'm trying to think about other players. I think Calvin Phillips and, and Declan Rice actually in the field. The two of them, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. And it's strange because so sort of coming to you. I don't know if you drop a, want to drop a question in. Uh, well, you drop it in after I've sort of asked you this, but I remember sort of watching England and a lot of friendlies. Uh, if I go by Twitter, well, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't watch international football again in my life. <laughs> um, and I, to, I don't know what it is. It's this thing like, I sort of hammer player. Oh, don't want him playing or... And Rice had to, I will say Roy Keane was quite critical of Declan Rice um, quite a while ago, but I think Rice and Phillips have been exceptional to a point that people are thinking, you know what? 
they're not going to do it, but we might, we owe these guys an apology because we knew they might have been good players, but they've been put on an international stage in a tournament football, in a home tournament, more or less, mm-hmm. and they've been exceptional. And it says, what what I will say, just, just one second, just to come on to, to that as well, and then uh, you can you can throw to the souls there, but it says everything about Gareth Southgate and what he, how much he rates them, yeah. knowing that they're on yellow cards, and he's like, right, we'll, you know, we're 3-0 no up, whatever it may be, we'll take you out now so that you don't get uh, booked, so you don't miss the next game. Yeah. No, also, yeah. No, I think, oh, I, think, oh, I think if you're going to go with Twitter football, yeah, <laughs> no one in the world would ever fucking start. Let's be real. Like the, the, the thing is, right, I think there's, there's some people who talk common sense and then there's some people who are just there for the likes, just to be controversial. And I think yeah. people overreact so goddamn yeah. much, man. One game and you think they shouldn't be starting together and the shit together and all of this. And I'm like, what are you on? Are you like smoking crack when you're watching the show? I'll come back. You make a good point because you kind of touched on what I was saying that when they played Scotland, you know, I thought, I thought the way that people were talking, I thought Phillips and, and Rice committed a crime. I yeah. Thought, like, you know, it's, it's possible for footballers to not have an influential game. Like, and you're going to, what, you're going to cast these guys aside already? Come on, man. Yeah, it's funny because uh, there was bare people saying it to me. Oh, I told you, you just overhyped him. Yeah. Or yeah. Phillips isn't that good. I was like, oh my god. And then, and then, you know, but you know what though? When I seen United fan Twitter yesterday saying Cameron Vinge <clears throat> is apparently a DM, I was like, <clears throat> you man don't watch football. I've lost all respect for United fans because I'm like, <laughs> how on earth do you miss? Like the thing is, I could understand, you know, like saying, oh, he's something he could. He's never played as a DM in his fucking life. Yeah. How are you confusing? Like, and this is the thing with Twitter, right? They, they, they all of a sudden seem to be experts on plays they've never seen. I'm it's actually, madness. Yeah, it's madness. Where did you get these from? Like, where you? And then I've said it. Look, Rice and Phillips, right? And I said this on the first game, and it's carried through. They're so similar but so different. It's so weird because mm. Rice offers every like Rice is. Can right. do what Phillips is he doing, do but yeah. he isn't doing it because he wants because Phillips is a little bit better at that more ball progression going into the box and, and making that chance. So Rice is dropping back and just breaking the play up, and it's they're playing for each other. So <laughs> dad's in the chat. We got dad, dad's my guy, man. United fan. But it was just like every United fan was like, Oh, yes, we finally got the DM we're looking for. And I'm like who Kamavinga? Are you are you smoking crack? What DM did you just sign? He's a box to box. Call him for what he is. Stop making players. Yes, something they're not. So what we're we gonna do next? Start playing Kane at centre back because oh yeah, because he's got deep a few times. Like. Stick DCL there for his height. Oh my god. Well, but it's just like that's where it's, that's it's, where it's, it is mad. It is. It I is. can't take everyone's opinion seriously. There are some yeah. people, and I'll take it for like you know what I'll I'll, I'll respect it because mm. um, more than not they're right about what they're saying. So yeah, Mike. Sort of two different questions, but um, because oh. the first part's gone out, I had the second part. Saka's declared fit, obviously for um, the game on on Wednesday. Do you think there's a possibility he will start? I'd love to see him start. Um, I think he will be on the bench because I think Jaden Sancho um, coming against the Ukraine, and I thought he actually had a decent game as well. That, that's what I was going to ask you, Mike. Sorry, you touched yeah. on it. Sorry. Yeah, so 
in regards to that, I think uh, Jaden Sancho will probably keep his place and Bukayo will come on uh, probably off the bench, maybe something like that. Because actually, even in the, the Germany game, he had a good first half, but then before he got substituted in the second half, he was sort of fading off a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's what um, Southgate will probably, you know, uh, stick with Sancho for me and then maybe look at bringing Bukayo on a little bit later on, maybe to get a time in defence. Yeah, 100%. Souls, before I come to you people, if you don't know what to do by now, this is what you should do. And there you have it, people. Audio listeners, it's not a massage parlor. It was an intro for the like, share, and subscribe. So the, the music's very, it's very, it's very serene. But yes, I, know, so, I, I, I live in front of the hairdressers, not a, not a massage parlor. Get it right. <laughs> I thought, I might, it's interesting you said about Sancho. Um, so sort of bringing you in, mate. Because I know you, you kind of, you kind of, you, you, you had your own view of sort of how Sancho did um, in the game against game against Ukraine. Do you think he could start Wednesday? It was all right. That's yeah. that's genuinely the way I've seen it. Like, he was good, but he wasn't like, oh my God, yes, he, he has to start. It's, you know, it's, like, when he done, it's when he done that run, I thought, yeah, you know yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that bit of skill at the, yeah, 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 the first, yeah. end of the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The thing is, the way, and I said, I know, I know Albert's going to know what I'm about to say. For me, it's a semi-final. You yeah. can't play a player who, who might be ready to play. I can't do it. For mm. me... Unlucky lad, you didn't play. It's it's unfortunate. You'll get your winner's medal because you played the game. Just just hold away and wait and watch the game like a spectator. Be a fan because you're not ready. You're not fit. You're rusty, and that's the thing. Grealish is more ready than him. Foden's played more games than him, and this is the problem. We're in a semi-final. I've got no time for sentiment. I've not got time to hope that a player's ready. That's the group stages. That's the friendlies for me. Yeah. Now it's time to stick to a business, play the 11s that you've been playing. Because, no, look, we've not conceded. We've played very well. We've, I'd, I can't really see a game where we haven't looked in control majority of the game or large parts of the game. So as much as I rate Sancho, unfortunately, um, Southgate kind of screwed that selection for me. Um I think if Grealish is fit, if if anything, he needs to he needs to be first on the team sheet before Sancho is, and if Saka's fit, he's he's got to be second to. And it's not because of quality; it's just rawly because they've both come in and made the biggest impacts to the team. Sancho's come in. I'm not saying he hasn't made an impact, but nothing came down his side. None of the chances we created really came down his side. Everything came through Sterling and Sancho. Uh, I mean, Sterling and Shaw. Yeah. So. It's like as good as he's been. Like I'm not saying he didn't do anything. It was just he was good. Like he was there. Like he'd done his job. Like, but it was nothing. Like, oh yeah. He, now I see why he needs to start. Yeah, I. You know what? It's sort of sort of changing a bit of a direction. But um, massive shout out to Luke Shaw. Actually, um, I mentioned it on the show yesterday with big up Gary, big up DWTT in the chat for coming on. Great views yesterday. Like I said, Luke Shaw, youngster, broke into the England squad for the 2014 World Cup. Um, got the last group, played the last group game, was man of the match. Um, Lee Van Gaal becomes Manchester United manager not long afterwards and then calls him out straight away. Not fit enough. I'm like, wow. Um, serious, serious injuries. Um, 
we know the stuff with um, Jose Mourinho. There's no love mm-hmm. lost there. But um, Luke Shaw's been exceptional, man. Um, and I it's, think there's, there's a stat. A... Sorry, Matt. There was, sorry, Mike. There was a stat that oh. apparently... Um, What's he? He's got the most. He's got the same amount as a sister at the same time as what since Beckham in two thousand era two thousand. I said, "Wow." I said, "That's just, that's not that's not a bad stat time." Sorry, Mike. Come in, mate. Sorry, bro. No, no. I was just gonna say, is he the best left back for you since Ashley Cole? Oh, well, there's not really been any good ones really since. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's, you know what, Mike? It's it's a good question. I would say if you ask that question. In about 18 months' time, if he stays injury-free, Luke Shaw, because people will think to forget he's only 25. Yeah. He seems like he's around forever, but he's only 25. So um Ashley Cole was this different, different league, man. And I, and people have said to me, sort of going a little going off tangent a little bit. Um, people have asked me before, who's the best individual performance I've ever seen playing in England shirt? Um, there's two. So I told you might remember, you might not remember. Um one of the players was he was quite a maligned player, actually, who um, who Sven Joran Eriksson showed a lot of faith in, and that was Owen Hargreaves. Um, okay. England yeah. played England played Portugal in the quarterfinal in two thousand and six. He put in the performance for a midfield player, particularly extra time. That a lot of England fans owed that guy an apology because he took some horrific. People like Ashley Cole gets decked for England. Mm-hmm. Owen Hargreaves took some. Terrible stick for England, but the best individual performance I've seen in an England shirt, and I've said it on my channel in previous streams. Ashley Cole's performance at left back in that quarterfinal 2004 was the best ever display I've seen by an England footballer in my yeah. lifetime. Mm-hmm. He was exceptional against a young Cristiano Ronaldo, and I'm sure if you ask Ronaldo, Cristiano, Cristiano, sorry, who's the toughest opponent you faced. I'm sure it'd be him. He, ne- he very, he never really got the better of Ashley Cole. Never really got the better of him. But yeah, Ashley Cole, that performance for me was the best um, performance I've seen. And I think even Gary Neville said it at the time that he said it's the best fullback this player's ever seen in an England shirt. Um, so yeah, Pete, Cashley Cole, Ashley Cole, everyone to call him. But for me, that that individual performance, absolutely exceptional. Best I've ever seen. Um, guys, get your questions in because you haven't got long left because I want to sort of wrap up and get myself ready for my first appearance on Canon Chat. Big up to the guys there. But um, sort of coming into Wednesday, um, score predictions. Uh, I'm going to come to Souls first. Yeah, I kind of made the prediction that we're going to keep a clean sheet every single game this tournament, so I'm going to stick to it. Um, I genuinely see us winning 2-0. I, I said that to one of my guys at work today. I said I've got a feeling too, New England. So, Mike, it's over to you, mate. I've got a feeling that this will be the game we're conceding. Um, I do think we'll win. Um, uh, so, I'm going to go... Uh, I'll go 2-1. I don't know whether it be in the 90 or whether it be in extra time, but I'm going to go 2-1. Okay. Oh, so, before we go, you know, just a random question. I sort of um, watching um, the tournament as a whole so far. Yeah. Um, sort of team-wise or individual players-wise, who's impressed you... Even if it's an individual performance, it doesn't have to be over the course of the tournament. Has anyone sort of stood out for you, Mike? That's a, a great question. Um, who's, who's surprised me in terms of players or the teams? Uh, I think... Oh, let's, let's have a think now. 
I'll come back to you. So I'll come back to yeah. you. I can tell you mine. So or souls, I can come to you if you want. You, you need you need time to think about it. I'm trying to yeah. think. It's, it's, like on the on the flip side, I know the teams that haven't impressed me or or have surprised, <laughs> surprised me in the other sense. But yeah, <laughs> I would say you know what I said to souls. There's been some. There's been some. I love tournament football. Um, I said it. I said it quite publicly. Um, I'm not one of them people that I. I know people. It's, when, when I think of club over country. Talk right, yeah. I, I go. I think of back in the days when you know Ferguson we used to be furious about certain players playing for two. That that's why I look at. I don't. I don't think it should be a case of either or. Mm. Why can't it be both? You what I will say any? is yeah. one team that has surprised me: the fact that they even got any points at all in that group is hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, shout. true. Good shout. It's a good shout, Mike, because they said. Um, I think apparently. If you look at all three of their games they played in, they was only behind for six minutes. Yeah, now it's Portugal, and I know they got beat three 0 yeah. but yeah, 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 crazy. And they could have got through almost, but so before I come to you, because you, you're going to finish off, but I would say, like I said to Souls, I said there's been some that Belgium Italy game was exceptional. Um, it was it was a brilliant game to watch, um, and a big shout out to the young boy that played in the wing. I said it's to Souls Doku. Yeah, Doku. Oh man. wow, yeah. I mean, seriously, man. He wasn't just a thing of just pace. He he consistently caught the ball and just went on one. And he's playing up, he's come up against some two good fullbacks lately, Dylan Renzi and um, Spinat Solo. He was excellent, man. Like this, that's why I love tournament football. And but there's one flips, there's one down. <laughs> I said this to Souls in a few live streams, right? Mike, you might have seen some of our stuff with mm. sort of over the Euro 2020 content series where yeah. you get players have a good game in the tournament, and then you get you get you get the Twitter fan base. <laughs> uh, Arsenal's got to go and get him. Arsenal uh, has to find Doku. Locatelli, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like to think so much. Me, me, and Souls, me and Souls in our group chat, we just laugh when people just say, yeah, that's another one Arsenal's going to sign. Yeah, that's yeah. another one. That's another player yeah. they're going to sign. But people in the chat, um, thank you once again for your amazing support. And... Um, Great, great interaction in the chat. And we're going to wrap up, but I want to firstly thank my amazing co-host as usual, Gunasol. Big up to you, bro. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've figured out my name, who I was going to say, who's, oh, who's not surprised me, but I'm glad he's getting some forms of recognition that I wanted him to get. And that's Pedro from Spain. Um, yeah, obviously, good shout. I watch La Liga, and um, he was one of those players. I was a bit apprehensive because I said he's had a good season, but he's not featured as much as maybe... Enough to say get a call up for an international team, but the fact that he was given so much faith and he has repaid it, it's absolutely brilliant to see. And I think another name that I'm gonna say who didn't play the Euros, but I want people to watch out for is Trincao, who's been given a loan move to Wolves. He's another up-and-coming winger who is absolutely phenomenal for his age. So I think um hopefully he can do it in the Premier League. And uh, I think they're just the, the names that come to head first. Good shout. And also, you know what, the young guy from who came on for a cameo appearance for Germany. Um, Newhouse. No, was, oh, was his name again? I think you just said it. Was it what's his name again? Newhouse. The winger. Oh, the winger. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Look out for him, boy. That, that, yeah, that boy. Yeah, English to German. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that boy's got some. That boy's got some pedigree, man. And you know what? You know who you should look out for in the future as well? Our own Jude Bellingham. A hundred. 
I think Jude's going to be really good. Yeah, yeah. I think if you look at that German side, they had a few. Uh, Gossens was good for them as well. Yeah. yeah, tasty, mate. Tasty. But um, people in the chat, big up once again for coming to the live stream as usual. Smash that like button if you haven't already. I trust that you've done it already, but if you haven't, <laughs> you've still got time to do it anyway. But um, yeah, like I said, big ups to the souls for coming on again. We still got more streams. We've got a we've obviously got the watch along for England, Denmark, and there will always and there will obviously be a review, whatever happens. Yes. Yeah, whatever happens. But um, Mike, wanna thank you for coming on, right? You're much welcome again for coming on. Appreciate yes, it. Yes, enjoyed it. It's been good to catch up with you too, and um, hopefully England can go on and. You know, uh, hopefully, might be able to keep that clean sheet cells that you're on about as well. Could you imagine if England got? Oh my God! It's, 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 it's mad to see it. Won it without conceding a goal. Like it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy <laughs> enough thinking that it might actually be coming home. But if we could do it without conceding a goal, wow! Mike, has that ever been done? I, I, I'm curious. I don't think <laughs> it has. Oh, probably nah. not, mate. Probably not. <laughs> Go on, no. Southgate. Go break under the record. <laughs> you, know what, Mike, you know what? It's a good shout because listen, football, anything can happen. Denmark 1992, Greece 2004. Anything is possible. People, the show is done. Albert JTV, your host, of course. My Twitter handle and Instagram are at the top of the overlay. If you haven't already followed, what are you waiting for? But that is the preview over and done. England v Denmark, not too long to go. Is football coming home? Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> I'll, I'll speak for him. Of course it is. <laughs> yes. Come on, England. <laughs>